Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour today, John Holcomb joins us, followed by Dusty Dvorak. We also have some Mike Gundy audio. I think we should just call a segment featuring Mike Gundy audio, Mike Gundy American Treasure. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) all it does, every time I hear Mike Gundy somewhere, it makes me just want to present this entire plan to Mike and go, Mike, dude, I don't even want to talk football. I just want to have you on and just shoot the you-know-what. We could do it once a month for all I care. Yeah, like and when we talk about our favorite love songs, for example. And, and when football starts, if you don't want to do it anymore, we don't have to. But leading up to it, I'd love to just have you on and just have you hang out for – you You tell me the length of time, five, ten, eight minutes. You just want to come in one day and call the hotline and tell one story and then just hang up and have no dialogue with us. That's fine. I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> Like, whatever it takes, there is always some form of gold from Mike Gundy, no matter where he's at when he has a microphone in front of him. You know in the Mario games when you see the little box with the question mark on it? Yes. The power-up box, and you hit it, and you don't know if it's going to be, like, a mushroom or the fireball flower. Like, it could be a number of things, right? In Mario 3, the leaf that turns you into, is it a flying raccoon or whatever? Yeah, uh, I believe it's anyway, Takuni, I believe is what they call it. Handing Mike Gundy a microphone is like that that box, right, with the question mark. Uh, yeah, kind of like what you have uh, no on, idea what's about to pop out of it. On but Mario it's Kart. probably going to be something that's really good. Mario Kart, you don't know what it is. So I like Mike it. Gundy, coming up a little bit later. American Treasure. Speaking of Oklahoma State, I mean, we talked a lot last week about Mike Boynton's comments, the NIL situation at Oklahoma State, the NIL situation in college basketball, period, right? I thought on Friday that, and and we talked about this, you know, I wonder how much added pressure there was for that team on Saturday following those comments. Man, they played their their hearts out. Uh, Best performance of the season, and I thought – in a really big spot after the entire fan base essentially is saying, you want more money? Start winning games. I mean, what a time for a win like that. I, maybe this is just looking at it after it's all said and done, and I'm I'm completely out of bounds here, but didn't it seem like that the week off refreshed everyone? From Mike Boynton down to every single player that stepped onto the court, it just seemed like that the that respite during the middle of the week without having a game and kind of comments afterwards, whether or not you're fired up about it or not, they just seemed like that they played with a different level of energy that I remember since an early portion of the season. And look, they're just like everyone I mean, else. For all of us, it's nice to have a, a recharge of the batteries. Of right? course. And they're just I mean, like everyone else. I mean, they, like, right. they're not different from anybody else. Everyone else has to go through the same type of schedule. And Oklahoma gets their off week this week, right, before they're back right. at it yes. coming up. So we'll see how that goes. But I, it just felt like that re-energized, kind of had at least some sort of path going forward. And I'll be darned, even when a moment – in some of the other games that they've had a hard time hanging on to leads, even when BYU makes a run, here comes Oklahoma State. You're like, my gosh, they found an answer. They have an answer for it. Yeah. And the clouds parted and some sun was shining on GIA over the weekend. And that's that's kind of how it felt. 
I think no matter who you are and no matter what you do, and you could do something that, that you absolutely love, there is an element to a job, quote unquote, if you will, or, you know, a sport or anything where it can become a grind, right? Yes. And I think for anyone having some time off, not only can recharge your batteries, but sometimes the time away can reignite your love for what what it is that you are grinding. But the shocking thing though is dude is that they had they had sickness this past week. Like they had they had yeah. flu that had kind of run through there. And do we we were in lap 6 at Daytona. <laughs> Who is that? Uh let's see Burton was in the grass. They've got some <laughs> other other cars that are already there. That did not take long at all. Guys, you got a long way to go. You guys don't have to get stupid yet on the on the race course, on the racetrack. Um, yeah, I just it's just weird, like seeing that, knowing that they looked the way that they did, yet still having some adversity on a week that was supposed to be laid back for them in terms of of game time. So I I I just I felt like that that's a really good job of prepper of preparation yeah. this week for Mike Boynton and that team. I think that sometimes a week off can be what you need physically, right, to recharge the batteries and, and just let your body get back into a good spot. Sometimes it's more mental than anything. And, yeah, I mean, they were able to, to play at a level that has uh, rarely been seen this year. Hopefully they're able to continue that trend uh, for, you know, the, the program's sake. But I thought in a, in a big spot they, they answered in a big way, and that was a huge win. Yeah. It, it was, and we talked last week about what that m- would potentially mean for BYU uh, because their their schedules, I mean, everyone's as difficult here down the stretch in conference play, but that felt like that that was one that BYU couldn't necessarily have on their resume, which was a bad loss at this time. And you, you hate to even mention that because it's Oklahoma State that you're talking about being a bad loss, but... That's kind of where they're at, but I, I was I was really impressed from uh, Boynton and crew. Yeah, and and like you said, to to have that lead and to continue to hold off BYU charging down the stretch, um, you know that's that's not really been the norm this season either. Not only did they play well, but when when BYU did their damnedest to make a run at the game, Oklahoma State was able to do enough to stay there. Yep. So big and, win for Boynton and crew, and they got to feel good about themselves. And, you know, Keller with his performance, and here comes Brandon Garrison, and the questions will still be present moving forward. Here you have two freshmen that are doing what they did, and the question will still go back to what the big press conference was about last Thursday, which was, okay, now we've developed these guys now can we actually keep them? So as it's almost like you have a brief moment, like, all right, yeah, put some of that behind us. No, the problem still kind of exists there. It's just a sign more of yeah. what Boynton was actually talking about. Can we keep them after we've developed them? Yeah, no doubt. I think the term you mentioned before the break in, in Oklahoma's situation was the, the natives getting restless. Uh, that was a big spot for them hosting Kansas on Saturday. And look, I, I think you just say Oklahoma loses to Kansas. That that wouldn't necessarily be something that should shock anyone. Um, I think the the way that all of that unfolded Ooh. on Saturday is is a completely different scenario. So were we surprised by that, considering the fact that Oklahoma was 
uh, outmanned just in terms of of bodies in general. I I don't know, but it doesn't help when you get run that bad in the second half to go ahead and and win the way that Kansas did. Um, 18% shooting in the second half, right? Gosh. There were a few moments where you just, you're watching that game at home, you're kind of looking around, even if you're watching it by yourself, and you're just like, are they going to? Are they going to make a bucket anytime? And you just say it that way, and no, the answer is no. That we're not, we're we're not, we're not doing that at all. And for them, I mean, you know, that was a big opportunity. I think in terms of the resume, like losing to Kansas isn't isn't a bad loss and doesn't put a a giant stain on your resume by any means. But you miss that opportunity to add a a giant check mark on the resume and. I think in terms of just where this team is, I mean, Oklahoma State gave them everything they wanted in Norman. You have the second half performance that they had on Saturday, and they're getting ready for Oklahoma State in Stillwater after Oklahoma State maybe found something. We'll see what happens this week before they play OU. But, yeah, they're they're in a really interesting spot. They are. Um, I still think that barring the absolute floor – falling out from underneath them they're going to make the tournament field they are the poster child though for what some of the athletic directors and conference commissioners want to see happen in the expanded tournament format that was a topic last week the oklahomas of the world will always fall into that category to me um but i you know, I think a part of the big, at least, questions that I saw from this weekend going on around the socials, which was, are we at to a point in a program, whether or not you want to admit it or not, where, I I mean, if you're Oklahoma, I think your goal is to clearly make the tournament every year. Um, but in those years that you make the tournament, do you always expect to make a run? I still think that this team is going is going to make the tournament. And I... I never thought that this this year, even when they jumped inside the top ten, did you ever think that they were a legitimate top ten team? No, honestly, not, not Scott, did you did you think they were top no. ten from watching them? No, like no, they benefited from. I've questioned whether they were a top twenty five team the entire season. An early portion of the schedule, and people start getting way out in front of their skis talking about teams like this in the early portion of of especially with a conference like this, like we'll learn a lot more about it. People lost their minds after the Arkansas win. And I get it, but you should have seen the writing on the wall just a few weeks after that happened with what started with Arkansas basketball at that point. This is just a middle-of-the-pack team, and they had to remake the entire roster. Why anyone thought automatically, all right, they're going to be able to compete here. I, I just I, I never felt that that was the case at all. Yeah, like we talked about last week, it's it's a very similar situation to the football season where you see you can clearly see that it's a much improved product from where it was the previous year. But because of some early season success, I think the bar gets moved and then it winds up being somewhat of a disappointment. But if this is where you had told anyone they would be, when the season started, I think most people would have said, I'll take that. That 
Sounds like a step in the right direction. And I'm not seeing that it makes it any easier because you right. essentially go, what'd they shoot in the second half? Four for 18%. 22? <laughs> Four for 22 in the second half. Uh, you couldn't get a stop there for like 10 straight trips down the court for on defense either. The The flipping of the script from first half to second half was something that I mean, that was the equivalent of falling off the edge of a cliff to me. And I think that's what makes it that much more frustrating is like we played that well in the first half, but we, there's just not a level of consistency. I I think that, that most people want to see from the program and Porter. And I, I also think that we're at the place now in college basketball, much like what Mike Boynton was talking about is that, You've got to, if you're a program like Oklahoma, in terms of just overall history of the program, where you're at NIL-wise, what are the expectations level or level of expectations for a coach that goes in in this year for Porter? Like, isn't he the the poster child for having a six- or seven-year deal now on on the college basketball front? I I really think that he is. Absolutely. All right, we've got to take a timeout. That is basketball in the Big 12, at least from the Oklahoma (laughs) and Oklahoma State viewpoint. And that's today in Big 12 basketball. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I'm Colby Daniels. That's Jeremy Poplin and Scott File on the other side of the glass. Pop has the reins next here on the Blitz 1170. And as always, we are streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.